Hi and welcome to Karate Over Coffee. My name is Shane McMahon and I'm your host. This is a podcast dedicated to my experiences in karate. I started karate as soon as I could walk. My parents owned a full-time dojo, so I literally grew up in the dojo as our house was on top. I've lived and breathed karate my whole life and I've trained with some really amazing sensei, competed for my country, and I've learned so much about the evolution and history of karate. And I'm here to share my experiences and learn. Enjoy. G'day guys and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. My name is Shane. This is our last episode of the year. Well, not when I say Al, it's me. This is my last episode of the year. It has been a long year. A long year for lots of things, depending on where you are in the world. Lockdowns, uh, open, back to lockdown, open, back to lockdown, Zoom karate, oh God. Anyway, hopefully we won't have to go back to any lockdowns or the Zoom classes where I am in Brisbane. Hopefully we are all sweet. But yeah, look, when I started the podcast, I didn't know, I didn't realize it was going to be such a effort. It is, it is a, it, it's a long, it's a long, hard road because it's not just making the podcast. I mean, like physically turning the computer on or turning the webcam on, but it's the editing. It's trying to create a, um, a title for it. Oh man, it takes ages. Uh, uh, you know, a, a photo, all of these sorts of things, a logo, uh, trying to think about what to talk about as well. Sometimes it's very easy. I'll just pick it up and just start rambling, which you would have noticed. But other times I really struggle to, to get my point across, to articulate how I'm thinking. But, but otherwise it's been really great. I've, I've met some really amazing people this year and I'd like to call them friends. So it's been, it's been really good. Um, met, some, met some new people learn more about karate next year i've got some really great people coming on all set ready to go as well we might do a christmas special at the end of the year just like a a good uk show maybe the office that's i i i'll give you three three shows that i love and i've watched again and again and again the first is the office the uk version i love it i love that show it's it is one of my one of my favorite shows i could watch that again and again other one is uh, rick and morty oh man that is hilarious i love that show it um yeah i could watch that i've watched that lots of times um and the last one is the wire if you haven't watched the wire pause and go and watch it it is it is brilliant set in baltimore in america how unprofessional i'm sorry Somebody, somebody is messaging me. Um, luckily, it is my podcast and not, not a professional one, but The Wire. Man, I've watched that show, that series, maybe 10 times. It is fantastic. In fact, I named my dog Marlo after one of the characters on that show. And yeah, so make sure you check it out. It is, it is 10, 15 years old now, so going to take that part with the grain of salt, but uh, it does age well though. It's really good. And um, I've also started drinking cold drip coffee. Let me just take a quick sip. I haven't talked about coffee in the last few episodes. I keep forgetting, but every 
every episode I do, I do have a coffee with me. I just forget about, I get wrapped up in, in talking about karate, but, um, but yes, I'm under the cold drip coffee. It is more expensive, but dang, it's good. So the um, other thing is, yeah, uh, there, there aren't that many karate podcasts and I've actually become friends with, with some of the guys who, who, who have their own podcasts. In fact, last night I was talking to a friend and we were talking about bunkai and I, I just sort of said that there's too much bunkai and not enough karate. Um, and he said, you don't consider bunkai to be karate? And I said, well, no, I, I, no, I don't. I don't consider bunkai to be karate to a certain extent. Um, and when I say bunkai, well, I think bunkai is an invention. I think it's a, it's a modern, it's a modern idea and a modern concept. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you, tell you why I think that originally and whatever originally is, but karate in Okinawa before it became into the schooling system and became a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach. It would have been one sensei to two, two students, if not one student. And when you're at the dojo or at the, at the sensei's house, which would have probably been more, more correct, it would have been in their house or backyard or, so let's just call it a dojo to make it nice and easy. But so when you're at the, your sensei dojo, if you are practicing Kata, it would be for you to practice those moves at home. The emphasis at the, at the dojo would have been on partner training and movements and concepts. It wouldn't have been so much on the Kata. That is for you to practice at home. But now we've, we've, we've flipped it. When you go to the dojo, that's where you practice your Kata, right? Instead of practicing at home. Yes, yes, I know some of you will practice your Kata at home. But when you go to the dojo now, the, the practice, the cutter, the, the classes are uh, revolved around cutter and cutter practice and the cutter kihon practice as well. So when, when you are, when you were training with your sensei, I mean, 100 years ago, for example, your sensei is explaining what the movements are and, and we call it kuden, well, not we, but I mean, kuden is the name. The, the word of mouth or, or the oral explanation. So your sensei is explaining what the moves are and why we practice moving out to the side. So when we're doing, let's say, um, inside block from out to in, some call it uchike, some call it sotuke, but let's just call it from out to in. So from the outside to the inside, we call this uchike or inside. So the idea is if the person attacks you with their left hand, you use your left hand to get to the outside of that person. So when you're doing an inside block and you, you shift your right foot across, you, you're practicing getting to the outside. So that's a concept or, or a principle of movement that's found in the cutter. So your, your sensei will be explaining that to you. So when you go home and practice mm, passai, for example, when you're doing a inside block in the, into a, a, a cat stance or a, or a gyashi dachi or a, 
short front stance or a front stance, however you want to practice it, you will remember that the idea of the concept, the principle of doing the inside block is to get to the outside of that person. So you're on the outside of their, of their body. So, so there's no need for bunkai. The bunkai came about because when, when karate became that cookie cutter approach where you have to teach 50, 60, 100 people the same way, you don't have time to explain to people why you do this, why you do that. There's no individual attention. And, and karate changed. When it was in Japan, it changed. It changed, of course, and it became more of a physical conditioning you know, solo physical conditioning, kata, kata kihon movements. And that, that became part of, that, that became karate. And when the foreigners came, they practiced the, the kata, but they, they, they started asking questions. Why, why, why this? Why are we blocking to the body? Why is the fist closed? And there's no sensei there to explain it to them. You know, the fist is closed because it is safer, safer to practice instead of gouging somebody's eyes. So, so then, they, then, then they started to reverse engineer the cutter. They tried to fit, fit a why for the, for the how. And, and, that, and that is how Bunkai was created. That is, that is how, how Bunkai came to be how how it's a it's a modern invention i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but what what i do think is is and this is the 80s and 90s and the, the 2000s and even even now uh there is a massive time spent on trying to figure out the cutter and and creating bunkai um for for the cutter whereas i think it's maybe time is better spent on actual training actual karate training whatever your karate training is whether it's cutter cutter kion kion kumite throws joint locks takedowns whatever you whatever you want to call it i think we spent i think there is too much time spent on trying to hallucinate applications for for movements in in cutter without understanding understanding the movements of the cutter but anyway that, that that's a discussion that that i had and it's very hard over messenger to to talk about that like in such a um i'm, I'm not a great writer i'm not a great typer um I, I doubt i could write a book unless it was a verbal book a verbal book what the hell is a verbal book but you know if somebody if somebody was it was like uh, what was it um um, talking to text or, or whatever. I don't think I'd have the patience to sit there and type it out. But anyway, that's, that's, that's another chat. But um, what I actually, that's not really the reason I wanted to talk today, but the, uh, what I do want to do is, uh, because this is the last, I, I, know, I know you'll get very bored over the, without my fantastic podcast. I know, look, I'm sorry, but I need a break. Uh, now I'm obviously I'm being funny, but um, so let me give you a couple of podcasts that I listen to. There's not that many karate podcasts, so 
So I've, I've probably listened to most of them, if not, if not all of the karate podcasts. Uh, but these are the main ones that I, that I keep listening to and keep going back to. Uh, the first one is, well, he hasn't done much lately, but Josh Simmers' podcast, Simmers's, Josh Simmers' podcast called Okinawa Karate Podcast. He only, I've had him on the show, he only interviews people that he's trained with or is in Okinawa, uh, which, is, which is great. But uh, probably the reason why he hasn't done so many episodes is because of the, the lack of travel at the moment because of the, the pandemic. Um, but yeah, jump on and listen to that one. Next one is the Invisible Sensei with Tawari Dawson. Uh, we've become pretty good mates as well. He lives, he's in New Zealand. He's a um, gorgeous practitioner, but he also does judo and iedo, I think. Um, and what's really interesting, he does Maldi or, or Maori or Indigenous New Zealand uh, martial arts as well with. with um, he talks a little bit about that too. So I think he's exploring those options. Uh, just as, as a side note, I've looked into that too through talking to Tuari for Australian Indigenous um, fighting arts. And there's not really, not really much. I mean, there's 50 or 60,000 years of, of Indigenous Australians or First Australians or Aboriginals, however you want to refer to us as because I, I am myself, I am Aboriginal. Um, so there's not really a lot of uh, the, the, the people many years ago were not a tribal people. They were they weren't they didn't fight each other. Uh, so there was no need for for any sort of weapons. The, the, the weapons they do have is for hunting, not so, for hunting animals, not so, not so much hunting each other. Um, but I did find something interesting. Uh, and, and they were generally, if they were going to take over and, or if they're going to go to war with another group or another mob, um, they would take the women rather than kill each other. They, they, would, they would try to steal the women, which is, which is um, yeah, obviously awful and interesting, but um, different times. So, but yeah, so their spears and, and weapons were, were not so much against each other, but more against, um, well, you know, take, killing kangaroos or there's a there's a big thing called a nulla nulla which is a a small club thick heavy on one side and that's and that's for goannas to to um to bash goannas and snakes and stuff like that and and uh, years ago in in 1995 we used to be part of the ryobukai the japan Do ryobukai or the shindo jinru in in japan and we had the world championships here in Brisbane. My dad organized it in 1995. And instead of giving, so we had countries, America, Japan, England, many countries come, um, Venezuela was huge, probably not now, but they were a huge uh, delegation. But instead of giving out medals or trophies, we gave, we gave out first place was a nulla nulla, the, the club with uh, Aboriginal paintings. Second place was a boomerang. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Second place was a short spear and third place was a boomerang. So instead of getting your, your shitty old medals and trophies that you just, you throw into the cupboard. Yeah, it was so awesome. Like I still, still have mine here too. So that's 25 years ago. And um, 
it everybody loved it really it was just such a unique unique um trophy a unique recognition that that how, how good you did in the competition so anyway thanks dad it was it was brilliant um and I, if i ran a competition again like an international one i'll do the same so thanks for that um one of the many things that you've given me um back to the karate podcast the back to the karate podcast the the one i listen to the most is karate over coffee oh sorry that's mine sorry uh the next one i listen to is the apex karate performance with my friend michael hagan um so i speak to michael quite a bit and so his his apex performance is based on cutter performance and kumite performance uh mindset um and, and those sorts of things for competition wkf style competition uh i think his youtube is he's, he's got a youtube channel i think that's better than the podcast because you can visually see what he's talking about uh i've stolen a couple of things off him as well which has been great but i've told him so is it stolen if you tell the person anyway now the last one i listen i've been listening to and it's just started is michael hagan again so him and his friend Jonathan from America, they've got a new one called The Way of the Fist. Yeah, I think they're like three episodes deep so far, and I love it. I, it's, it's fantastic. It, Jonathan is a Gorju practitioner and a Kumite athlete, or was a Kumite athlete, and whereas Michael is a Cutter athlete. So they give a different perspective on Cutter and Kumite, a different perspective on on uh, Shurunu, which is Shurunu Shinaha, which is Michael and Gorju or, or, or Naha, uh, Naha Te for, um, for Jonathan. So both are fully, fully loving of Okinawan karate. However, they both love competition karate as well, which, which is me. I love competition karate and I love older style Okinawan karate and, and, and so forth. So, so it really, it speaks to me. And, uh, I've even spoken to Michael on a couple of subjects that he's talked about. Um, and as soon as I hear it, like I message him straight away about it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the, the top ones I listen to. I've, I've also listened to conversations on karate. It's a UK based, um, conversation one that interviews as well. Uh, both are Shotokan practitioners uh, and they talk about UFC. So I don't really, I don't dig UFC. I haven't really watched it for a long time, like, I don't know, 10 years or so, 15 years. So, uh, and some of the guests I don't really know either. Uh, I think because it's more UK based, I don't know some of the guys, um, but they did interview Mario McKenna, which I'm hoping to do next year as well. Well, it's actually one of my guests coming on and next one uh i listened to uh, probably that 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 one and uh karate without belts that's i started listening to that there's they're hundred they're they're like 10 years in front of me they're like uh, they are like judan and i'm still a green belt so I, I listened to that one get some pointers off of those guys too they are yeah they are they're on Bujin TV as well, I think. And if I can get to half of the episodes that they do, they've done, I'd, I'd be very happy. But let me let me tell you some other podcasts I listen to as well. Actually, the, well, um, this one I, somebody recommended from my dojo because it uh, it's called Hardcore History. It's a guy 
guy's name is Dan Carlin. And if you don't know who he is, he is a, he was a journalist or is a journalist, investigative, investigative, a journalist who investigates stuff. Uh, and the one I've been listening to is called Supernova in the East. Basically, it is about Japan trying to take over the world. So it talks about the, the pre, pre, the pre-Meiji period and how Japan changed to and why they thought that they had the right to take control over other countries. Um, it's, it's long, man. Like there are seven episodes, I think so far, and they are somewhere between three to four hours each. So yeah, snuggle in. So I, so if I'm listening to it, I listen to it in the car um driving or if i'm washing up or doing some something that uh, requires little brain power i'll just sit there and listen to it not that driving has little brain power but you know what i mean um and yeah i've been really oh man you can really see how karate especially with itosu and his 10 10 precepts his, his 10 lessons how how he shaped those 10 lessons to get into the Olympic, uh, to get the Olympics, I mean, to get into the Japanese army. You can see how, you can, you can see what he was doing when he wrote those 10 lessons. So it's really interesting. Make, sh- make sure you check it out. Uh, if, there's, if there's one podcast you wanna listen to, well, if there's two podcasts that you wanna listen to, that one is your second one. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. And the last one is the Huberman Lab man this guy is smart uh he is a hang i better read this correctly because i don't want to make any mistakes his name is dr andrew huberman and he is a tenured professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology at stanford school of medicine so his podcast talks about uh, okay i'll read it the huberman lab podcast discusses neuroscience how our brain and its connections with our organs and our body control our perceptions, our behavior and our health. I mean, I have listened to this one. There's, there's lots of episodes as well. I mean, what are you up to hundreds maybe, uh, but they are two hours, two to three hours long. And they talk about how the, how the brain controls your body and oh, so many awesome things, things that I've, that I've applied to my, my own personal, my own personal journey as well as into karate as well um so make sure you check that one out i mean man he is smart he is smart and he's articulate and i want my podcast to be like his if only if only but anyway guys there are there's are some podcasts that i've been listening to um and actually the first podcast excuse me the first podcast i started listening to was my friend george free's martial arts media and i've been on his podcast a couple of times he is my my marketing coach as well um, but he's also my friend so next year we're, we're going to team up and do some stuff together as well so uh, if you haven't checked it out his 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 podcast is it's not so much about martial arts marketing it's more he does interviews with martial artists uh not just karate but lots of different martial arts but he also talks about marketing as well 
and, and whether your club is 10 students or 1,000 students, you can definitely learn something from, from George. I've been with him for three years, almost three years. Oh, three years this month. There you go. And he has helped me grow from 70 members to 300, 300 plus. Plus, he's also helped me. We, oh, here's some breaking news. We, next Monday, we are opening our fourth location. So a second location in Brisbane, in Cooperary, where we were for many years. So we're opening another full-time full -time dojo. So everything that I learned in how to grow a karate school in three years with George, I'm applying to, to, that, to that dojo. So already we have about 30 to 40 students ready to roll right from when we first opened the doors. So all of the systems, everything that I've done, everything that I've learned from, from George and other partners in, in that program, I'm applying. So instead of being one year deep, I am three years deep. So when we open this new dojo, I've got all the systems in place, everything ready to go. Um, so it'll be, I mean, there will be problems and issues and dramas, of course, but it'll be a lot better that I'm three years advanced rather than opening a brand new dojo when I've got no idea what I'm doing. So, um, so that, yeah, there'll be more stuff with George next year. Um, but on that note, have a fantastic break from me. And also if you get away, if you, if, if you're lucky enough to have a Christmas break, um, make sure you make sure you have a great and a safe one. And I will speak to you shortly. You know, guys, oh, also, it'd be remiss if I didn't say, check out our Karate Have a Coffee shop.com.au and, oh, sorry, Karate Have a Coffee shop.com. Um, and also, if you bought some of my stuff, thank you, thank you, thank you. Would love to see a photo of you holding a mug or a t shirt, wearing a t shirt or something cool like that. I would love it. And make sure you put it into our Karate Have a Coffee community Facebook group as well but um you know guys thanks very much and i'll speak to you next year or maybe christmas see you soon thank you for listening to karate of a coffee and if you're enjoying the podcast and getting something out of the episodes there are a few things you can do to help us if you don't already subscribe to us on youtube please do so we release these episodes every friday morning australian time plus we release some smaller espresso shots during the week on both our youtube channel and our Facebook community group. You can also subscribe to us on our Apple or Spotify. Leaving a five-star review will be very beneficial as well. If you have any suggestions or topics or feedback or anything that you wanna talk about, please put it in our comment section on our Karate Over Coffee community Facebook group. If you'd like to support us, please visit our online shop where we have official Karate Over Coffee shirts hoodies and mugs available. Your continued support is appreciated and a vital way for the podcast to keep moving forward. Thanks guys.